seven, ten seconds remaining in overtime number four. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you to talk about Joe's favorite sport, his favorite subject of all time. It is hockey, and we know it's his favorite subject because it involves staying up really, really, really late. Uh, how long did you watch uh, the Canes-Panthers game one for? Uh, I don't know. I, I passed out on the couch downstairs, so at, at one point I, I wandered upstairs. I had no idea. I, I fell asleep late at the end of the NBA game, so – what what time did this start? I mean, with all the intermissions and the yeah, I saw it. It almost ended up going to five. Uh, Thirteen seconds left in in the fourth overtime was when when uh, when it finally ended. So I caught up on everything this morning. It was wild. Uh, you had a crossbar hit. There was a Panther. What looked like a goal, and then goaltender interference. But look, man, when we're getting to the uh, period of six hour games. I'll ch- I'll check it in the morning. I'll check it in the morning when we're t- when we're talking about six hours. This was the sixth longest game in NHL history. Uh, it was wild. It, it reminded me of what one thing that does kind of annoy me. We we see in baseball like these late games. More free baseball. We're going to the fifth inning. More free baseball. We're going to sixth inning. Like no, I just I just want a conclusion at some point. I'm an old man at this point. I just want to go to bed. No, I don't want the free you baseball. Know when that's I just cool. want it to be over. Yeah, when you're 18. Yeah, that's cool when you're a kid. When you're a kid. When you're yeah. 20. And it's like I have yeah. no responsibilities. I have nothing to do. The Flyers and Penguins are going to a fifth overtime, and Darius Kasparitis, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, scores the goal. Like yeah, it's cool then. Or even if you're working the night shift and you don't have work till like the 3 p.m. the next day. It's okay because you get to hang out at the bar until like all hours. Not my, not my night shift. Oh, not for us. Well, I was going to ask for you. Us, we had to work when late. Did you, no way. You were working the game probably. So I would do a 10 yeah. o'clock show that no one watched because people that run regional networks are idiots. Um, so I'd have to produce a 10 o'clock show that no one watched during the game. Good use of resources. Game. Now they're laying people yeah. off. So very good use of resources. Cool. <laughs> anyway, I'd end at like 11 and then I'd take the L home. And then I'd be walking past the bar in like the third period. I'm like, oh, I'll watch the end of the game. And then I, next thing I know, I'm there until two or three in the morning because the Blackhawks and Predators are playing their third overtime. Like it was. Yeah. Luckily though, that was you know I would wouldn't have to be it back in until like three the next night. It sounds like you were working the actual games, which is no yeah. fun. Well, and then you have to for for our jobs, we'd have to pull highlights or pull post game sound from those games for the morning shows. So that's part of the reason so you had to stay for that it just made life a disaster but um ed it, now with the early wake-up call i'd imagine you're not as excited about four or five overtimes <laughs> no sir i am not uh, not in the slightest uh this is a situation <laughs> where i go i when i was in college uh i believe there was a an anaheim dallas uh game that lasted a really long time uh, i was in college when that happened that was tons of fun oh i had a blast watching that because you know classes yes. don't start till 9 or 10 a.m so cool but now no it, it wasn't fun at some point i had to tap out and i felt like a bad hockey fan but no you no know, it's at, fine at least, at, at least i will say this i refuse 
to want the NHL to change the rules to a shootout after one or two overtimes. That, that oh, no. about just, yeah, no, that is nuts. That is no, crazy. that, that was suggested as this kept going and going and going. Well, it's been suggested for years. Like when, when uh, the can't. NBC had the NHL and they were like, well, maybe we need to look into to shootouts because we can't go on forever because we have programming after afternoon games or whatever it is. No, 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 no. That's, that's a terrible idea. And hopefully the hockey purists will win that argument instead of the TV executives winning the argument to say, hey, at some point we wow. have to wrap this up. Uh, no, that, well. that would be nuts. That doesn't make any sense, especially with the ESPN, TNT. Like, what programming must you get to? That, right. I don't understand well, that at all. Well, I guess like the other day, like the other day but, when the Oilers and uh, Golden Knights, like that had a really late start, you know, had that gone into overtime, then you're extending it to say two, three, four in the morning. That's that's where the argument would exist is to say, okay, at some point there needs to be some, mm-hmm. yeah, there needs to be a resolution because this would go on forever. But you know, with the way that scoring is on an uptick in hockey, what we saw was a bit of an outlier. And I'm not expecting this again to happen anytime soon. I mean, this was the sixth longest hockey game. Yeah. You know, the longer ones are old, really, really old. The longest NHL game of all time was back in 1936 between Detroit and the Montreal Maroons. Uh, that was a 116-minute overtime uh gala and yeah to me that is something where i go all right you know these longer hockey games like it's not going to happen you know anytime soon like what we saw was an outlier it's a 2-2 game both goalies were playing out of their minds i mean that was that was one thing that you know i found incredibly uh fascinating was that uh sergey bobrovsky uh for florida had roughly four and a half saves over expected per money puck. Evolving Hockey said it was more like 5.3 saves over expected. That's one of the greater performances or goals allowed over expected. Uh, 5.3 is one of the greater performances in NHL history. Carolina put together some good shots, but Bobrovsky was equally as impressive. Okay, so last night's result, we can all agree it was an outlier what occurred in that game was last night's game an outlier as far as betting it from a total perspective because they played two and a third games last night and the, the under still hit. We still go under five and a half after two and a third, two and a third games. Do you expect this to be a low-scoring series? I, as far as the market adjusting to it, I think ultimately it's going to be sharp. But I think there is one lesson to be learned from all of these overtimes. And it's not so much that it's going to be a low-scoring series, but rather that, look, Carolina in the regular season, they were not that good shooting the puck. Uh, They were 7.8% in terms of uh, shots on goal rate, uh, in terms of, you know, getting goals in five-on-five hockey. And 7.8% is the fifth worst in the NHL. So for some reason, Carolina was able to create a lot of quality chances, but they weren't cashing them in during the regular season. Now, in the playoffs, they were. Especially in that series against the Devils, they were outstanding in terms of goals. But in the regular season, that offense was lacking just a little bit. They were generating a lot of expected goals, but they weren't always cashing them in. And I wonder if that's going to be the Carolina that we see. I wonder, in terms of betting things, if it's better when Carolina's favored to take them on the puck line and get that additional value because 
if Carolina is going to win any hockey game in this series, it's going to be by two or more goals. What they can't do is play close games. If it is tied late in the third or they get into overtimes again, then we saw the play. Florida kind of got better overtime from one overtime period to the next. But when it comes to what Carolina can do, they can win some blowouts, no doubt about that. I still think they can win this series, but when the games are close, I think that is advantage Panthers. So in terms of betting things going forward, take the puck line for the Hurricanes when they are favored. Ooh, okay. So the puck line for tomorrow night is plus 180. That's, uh, that's juicy. That's a juicy number. So, the, so Carolina, with their loss, they go from the favorite to win the cup to now the, the quote, long shot at plus 360. Basically the fir- first slot to the fourth slot, but, but it's so tight in there. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a betting opportunity for Carolina if you still believe there. Uh, what about tonight? We've got the Knights as a uh, minus 125 favorite over the Stars, your pick for the series. Same total, so the expectation, uh, maybe, yeah, you get this uh, deeper in the playoffs. We, we talked about this at the start of the playoffs, how as it moves along, those those totals would get shorter and we, we'll see less scoring. But, um, you know, when you bring up Dallas Stars, the first reaction is to talk about the goaltending and talk about their defense. But what we've seen mm-hmm. in these two series against Minnesota and Seattle, Ed, is about their scoring. 47 goals. Been a bit of a surprise there. When it comes to Vegas, I think the injuries and perhaps lack of depth might be why they haven't had as high a probability and they're not, say, favorites. Uh, you know, they are favorites in this series, but they haven't been one of the favorites to hoist the cup for the most part. Uh, we've been talking a lot more about the Oilers and Eastern Conference teams, maybe even the Avs before they lost in the first round. Vegas has not gotten a whole lot of respect as far as I can tell. And I think a lot of that is because we have questions about depth and such. But Jack Eichel uh, has really turned it on in these playoffs, and so that's been a big help for Vegas. Uh, they're leading the way in even-strength goals, and they've disallowed many more goals than the Stars have. It's so interesting when you look at the Stars that defensively, uh, they've been fantastic. Uh, the chances that they are allowing are few and far between. If you look at expected goals per six, allowed per 60 minutes, things like that, the defense has been phenomenal. It's just that Ottinger has been a big question mark, and he's looked awful in some games, especially in that last series against Seattle. That series should not have gone to seven games, but it did. Stars still won fine. But I look at this and go, how much will the Stars' defense matter in a series like this where Vegas can be pesky, they can generate some high-quality chances, and Ottinger, there's some question marks as far as he's concerned. To me, the difference in this series is that we have not seen Jason Robertson uh, really shine for the Stars. And I feel like it's only a matter of time before he, Rupe Hintz, and company are just going to go off. And it could be in a series like this. Yeah. Do, do you find uh, do you find Stars games tougher to bet or because of Ottinger's play? Or, or does that mean there's more opportunity? I like player props. I, I think that's kind of the way yeah. to go. Uh, Hintz has been fairly reliable. Tyler Sagan sometimes has been reliable. And at some point, if you start to back Robertson, I think at some point he's going to break through. I mean, he's just too good of a hockey player uh, to, to have the play that he's had these playoffs. Yep. Two to one. Two to one for uh, Robertson 
A lot of the players we talk about right there. Uh, anytime goal scorer, Pavelski, two to one, Mark Stone, plus two twenty. Right. It really seems like that's that's going to be the range to take a look at. Yeah, Stone might be a bit of an analytic darling, but to me, I want to find a couple of stars to back in terms of over points. That's probably what I'm going to mm -hmm. look at uh, when we get to lightning bets. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will look at our favorite baseball plays for tonight and the weekend. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.